Hello. We just want to say before we start, thank you so much for listening. And we have been blown away by the reception we've got from our first episode. Yeah, so crazy. And we love it. And we just feel like buzzy inside. (laughs) Absolutely. And what we want to do is hear from you. Like we, that's kind of the feedback we're getting is that people are identifying with what we're saying. And we want to start to uh, foster a community uh, around people who were Christian kids. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like there are millions of us that have gone through this similar thing and not a lot of people are talking about it. So um, if you want to let us know your story and uh, contribute in some way to to this larger narrative of being post-Christian in, in a post-Christian in America, <laughs> um, then you should um, call into our hotline. Absolutely. <laughs> we do have a hotline and you can leave a message and we may feature your story anonymously on the podcast. And uh, the number to our hotline is 913-283-4616. You can also email us. Give that to, the, <laughs> give that to them again. Okay, that's 913-283-4616. And that is also in the description of this podcast. And we got a couple little voicemails already, which were awesome and heartfelt and beautiful. And... Um, yeah, I think the most, I mean, when we recorded that first episode that we just really felt, I mean, it was just us talking like we normally talk and just kind of coming into grips with, with what it's like to, to be a 30-year-old trying to deal with life, um, having that be our past. And so um, we're just really encouraged and we uh, want us to just wanted to say thank you. And yes, please call in and we'd love to hear your stories and we would love to get your story out there. Yes. Or you can email at wewerechristiankids at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, subscribe, rate, and review. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you think anybody needs to, needs to also feel le- a little bit less alone, send send this podcast to them and anything that you do to help us pr- promote it. Um, although we do feel very weird about all of this, um, <laughs> uh, that helps those people also feel a little less alone, and that's really what we're doing this for. So, thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, yeah. Let's get started. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian. Hello and welcome back to We Were Christian Kids. I'm Justin Randall. And I'm Calvin Arsenia. Glad to be back. Thank you for joining us. Calvin, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. How are you? Um, I am also good. I just moved yesterday. Oh wow, yesterday. Literally yesterday. So I'm still unpacking and I moved from Brooklyn, Crown Heights, Brooklyn to Hell's Kitchen in Manhattan. Mm. And um I have always wanted to live in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um and so now I've lived here one night. I can check it off my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Is it everything you dreamed and more? 
It is definitely more that <laughs> I woke up early because the noise outside my apartment was so loud. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh. my, my the, the mistakes Oops. I've made. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> yeah, oopsie poopsie. But no, it's great. It is really cool to like step out of my door and be, be in it. In it. Yeah. Truly in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, I hope to visit you soon. You gosh. Know. Me However, too. whenever, whenever it's um, safe to do so, safe and practical, yeah. you'll love it. So, but wait, so you—is there a guest? <laughs> do you have a guest room there? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a guest room, but you can stay in my bed. I know, but I have a boo now, and I and, can, we and so do I. Can we do this? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you travel with your boo. I yeah. see. Well, yeah. All three of us cannot stay in my bed. <laughs> in the, well, we have done that before, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Bookmark that for uh, later. Yep, that'll be coming soon to podcast near you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, so I'm, I've been. Um, I, I volunteered to take on the role of volun- of of being my nephew's primary homeschool teacher. And so the last um, little while has been that. My brother took them out of school. And um, and so, yeah, like, like having to deal with like the holiday season while they're learning about the origins of America is a very unsettling responsibility. Um, because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm holding no punches. Um, mm. I spent 30 years of my life being lied to and waking up one morning and be, being like, wow, I was, I've been lied to for 30 years. Um, and I'm trying to help make sure that they don't experience the same fate at 30 years old. So they've probably know a little bit too much about the things that Columbus did, um, a little bit too much about, <laughs> about Squanto and the, and, and the pilgrims and, um, and probably a bit too much about, um, early American, uh, revolutionaries. Um, but, uh, I still, I still think the truth is, is, is better than fiction. And, um, and even at a young age, I mean, they're playing video games with all kinds of crap on it. So, um, you know, they're it's, gonna, it's history and it's so truth. Yeah. History should be true. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Rather than just like folklore. Yeah. Um, there's, there's seven and an eight. Um, so, you know, I'm not mm. going into like, you know, gruesome detail about how people were dismembered, but, um, right. <laughs> you right. know, but, but they do know that, that it was, it was violent and bad. And, um, and I, so I, I came from there a couple of hours ago, so I'm still kind of, and I go back tomorrow to teach them. And so I'm still a little bit in teacher mode. Um, mm. <laughs> so Do you feel like you are learning or relearning stuff as you teach them this? Like as you study up what you're going to teach them? You know, we do because I'm not a trained teacher, right? And um, and I also feel very much like um, like we're learning things together, you know? Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to... Um, trying to one-up them or, or impress them with my, you know, I just feel like when we were growing up, adults tried to do that, tried to be like the end-all be-all, tried to be the people who, who had all the answers. And I'm just like, you know what, let's learn about this thing together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of this stuff has been fresh in my memory because of the year that we've had and like learning about my family history and my slave ancestry and the colonial ancestry and so a lot of these years and dates and facts and figures are, are, are pretty um, um, up, up in the front of my mind. 
mm-hmm. um, as far as that stuff goes. We were also learning long division, so that's cool. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I don't have the slightest idea how to do long division. I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Nothing. I need to join your nephews, honestly. Get get a third desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll Skype you tomorrow. Zoom, Zoom you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, I would. I would have been so lucky to have you as a teacher. A oh, that's teacher. nice. I mean it. I'm kind of mean. They're though. very lucky. I'm kind of mean. Uh, you lay down the law. Lay down the law. Yeah, I've got no tolerance for bullshit. Zero, zero, <laughs> zero. <laughs> what type of bullshit? Like behavioral or intellectual? Um, either. But essentially, yeah. the the idea of like you know I can't. I'm just like you can. Yeah. You you will, <laughs> yeah. and you might as well just get used to it. <laughs> or, you know, when 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 I say something like, um, like, oh, you got that wrong, and it's either I didn't or I know, and I'm like, well, if you knew, if you knew, then you shouldn't have done that. Then, so you obviously didn't know, and <laughs> and damn, do, this is all day, you know, all day, because wow. it's like we have to, you have to be impeccable with your word, and I know that that's another thing that we could talk about forever. But the yeah. four agreements, you know, and so I'm just like, this is what you said to me. This is the truth. What you said is not true. So are you lying to me? And this happens. Mm-hmm. I literally have zero tolerance for it. So, so that's good because they're gonna get called on that, <laughs> called out on that eventually in their lives, right? You know, by a boss or uh, I don't yeah. know, a boss. <laughs> what what else matters? <laughs> or, or or a significant other or a friend? I mean, anybody? You know. True. But yeah. it's it's like, you know, the words we use are the spells we cast and we need to be careful with the spells that we're casting. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's cool. I know that it's been a lot of work and has presented new and surprising challenges for you, but that is very neat to hear. Um, yeah. I'm sure you're doing amazingly. Yeah. I'll see when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if they ever go back into public school, I can't wait for them to raise their hand and be like, um, actually. Right. <laughs> I have to train them now to, to keep their, to keep, you know, old, you know, whatever tact looks like at this yeah. age. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think that they should be quiet by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there's a time and a place when somebody's ready to be educated or, or not. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Well, listen. We have a fun topic for today. I'm actually Ooh. very excited for it. What is uh, it? We are going to be talking about church camp. Oh, God. Literally. I Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, an expert on this subject. Like, my mind isn't overflowing with, like, things to talk about, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to come rushing back because of the sheer amount of time I spent at church camp. A lot and, of time. And you, you were a part of a church camp that was, like, perpetual, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, what I did was I only went to church camp as a, um, uh, as a what do you call it? A camper, a yeah. camper yeah. for one week in my mm-hmm. life. But I did volunteer what was called teen staff mm-hmm. and it was teens in high school and you could, and you would go for the entire week of church camp and you would sleep there and you had your own special quarters and you would like uh eat 
at your own tables and um, you could sign up. Literally, you like signed up at the beginning of the summer for as many weeks as you wanted. And sometimes you could get like, there were some people that were there the whole summer, 10 weeks mm-hmm. um, working. And then you would do that for like all four years of high school. So did and you so do that all four years? I did it. I did it three or four years. I probably did a total of like a total of nine or ten weeks. How did you find out about this program? Through a friend. Um, at church? At school. Okay. We went to different churches. Okay. Um, but I think she was part of our junior high Bible study. And, uh-huh. um, and anyway, so then I was introduced and the moment I went, I was like in love. I was like, this is incredible. Um, Wait, when did you see your first dick there though? Oh my god. Was it immediately? So, <laughs> it was so very soon. <laughs> I'm glad you really cut to the chase. You're like, can we just get to the the meat of things? Yeah, literally um, the meat. Literally the meat of things. I've talked about this a little in my stand up, but yeah, exactly. they um they we they had the boys of this volunteer group had what was called naked night. Um, which is as homoerotic as it sounds. But the weird thing is like most of these guys were straight and it was like a night out of the week where every, all of the guys in the guy's cabin would get naked and just like run around and frolic. And I was sitting there like just adrenaline coursing through my body. Like (laughs) how am I supposed to respond to this? This is everything I've ever dreamed of. And Um, also this is terrifying because I'm naked and I don't want to show a boner. Yes. Yeah. The stakes were high and, um, Oh, it was honestly very stressful because it was like, well, do you talk, do you talk to any of those people anymore? Or do you like, uh, like any, anybody from, from that program, that you still oh my god you know what i well i talked to the friend who introduced me who's uh-huh. still a good friend yeah. um but that's and a girl yes so she did not witness that right i don't um i, I just don't think i, I talked to anyone i feel like there's like there's the there's a sitcom or like some kind of like like netflix series just waiting to happen about christian <laughs> church camp and all of the like horrible things that mm. that happened behind closed doors for years well there is wet hot american summer which is about summer camp but it Uh isn't specifically about christian camp and i don't know if there is one that's about i want to see a show where 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 somebody's playing you or you could play you but i don't know if you go for if you you pass for 14 (laughs) anymore and and (laughs) (laughs) and like and you just like like you know, you, you're tossing eyes between you and this guy, and there's like this like sexual tension, and then there's naked day, but then it's like no, he's actually and you're straight, sitting and there you're, petrified, and, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you're talking about you know in, in, in small group about like you know your accountability partners, and like you get paired up with this guy, and you're just like fuck, but yes, but fuck, and like yeah, I think that'd be a really, that'd be a really, uh, I think it'd be a, a, a good show. Yeah, that that's actually a really good idea. Now I kind of want to write that a Christian write it. camp show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna like Google the hell out of that and see if someone has done specifically Christian camp. But that is rife with. Um, and it can be re- a recurring series too, because like you said, you went multiple years in a row. Yes. Oh, that's true. Which is yeah. insane. Like, yeah. Like, 
the, the the fact that some of these okay can you tell can you tell us can me just talk to me can you tell me more about <laughs> like other about things naked that, night <laughs> well no i mean like that's you know that, that is definitely something i wanted to talk about but i i'm yeah i'm just like were there were you experiencing true encounters with god in 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 your eyes at that time at the same time that all this other kind of stuff was happening like like a hundred percent yeah um I literally, if anyone ever asks me, like actually my therapist asked me at one point, do you remember ever having like a spiritual encounter or like a spiritual experience? Mm-hmm. And my first spiritual experience was 100% at this church camp as a volunteer and it continued. And I felt like I like connected with a higher power in like a quiet, intimate way because we did devotionals just the teen staff every morning for like an hour where someone would play music, we would sing songs, then we would be quiet and pray. Then we would raise our hands and share. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very like um, bare bones and um, stripped down, stripped down and naked. And then later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was like developing this spiritual life and like it meant a lot to me. And then I was going into that cabin and I felt like, you know, in my eyes, homosexuality was a sin and Satan was tempting me. So I was just being like, it was this onslaught of temptation. And the T is, here's the T. I actually tea. did have an encounter with a guy and we like he touched each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened at church camp. Wow. And um, I, the juxtaposition of that spiritual life and that happening mm-hmm. was like um so painful yeah it was so painful i remember going into my volunteer duty that week was uh working in the kitchen so we would have to get up at like 5 a.m and like prepare breakfast for the campers mm-hmm. and i remember getting up and dragging myself to that kitchen and working in that kitchen and i felt like i had the weight of the world on me because of the guilt and i was a child and it was my first time i had ever done anything like that yeah and i was like what have i done so um because because the stakes are high i mean i don't know if everyone who listen who's listening really understands but like i was talking to another friend recently and and like you like as a child we were taught that if you steal a cookie that you're going to spend the rest of your eternity in hell like mm-hmm. like if you do any kind of um infraction against the law of god which yeah. stealing is one of those things cuz it's, it's it's in the 10 commandments that if you do anything that that makes you um, imperfect in the eyes of God that you spend the, the rest of eternity in hell. So we're not unless talk- you get f- forgiveness, right? You know, but that always felt like, how do I know for sure whether I'm forgiven? Right, especially if I liked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, and not not only that, but there were like worldly ramifications. And I, this is, I just want to say, mm. the little rendezvous was mm-hmm. a direct spinoff from Naked Night. Okay. <laughs> It was the after party. Right. So I did, honestly, good for me, right? I'm, I'm proud of young me, but, although it destroyed me. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, but there were like worldly ramifications. It was like, I'm going to have to tell my wife about this. Yeah. Because that was the other thing 
in the Christian world that we grew up with, it was expected that when you got engaged to your Christian wife, you would disclose all of your past, everything, no secrets. Yeah. That was not, that was not like here or there. That was like the general understanding of what was going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, and it was that, that was like the, 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 the cage of guilt that we were all like, trophied up in like Mm -hmm. you have to keep yourself clean until then until then which is why probably most likely i think a lot of our peers guys like Mm -hmm. as soon as they graduated immediately got married because like what else Mm -hmm. are you gonna do like right like i can't i can't it's a practical choice it's the most practical thing you can do yeah because because if i don't if i don't marry the first girl that i sleep with then i'm fucked yeah (laughs) yeah because then you, you're literally fucked, which is great. But and then you're going to have to... And it's the only way that I can, that I can get fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Without having this, like, permanent guilt. Yeah. Yeah. That was... So... But, but you, I will but, say, yeah. there was still the spiritual life that was happening. So it was like a net positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So wait, so tell me about like a day in the life of a, of a, of a teen staffer. Um, okay. Honestly, I know I've made it sound not, well, maybe that's subjective. Maybe it sounds fun (laughs) too, but, um, it was so fun. You wake up in the morning and you either, if you're working in the kitchen, you wake up early and go to the kitchen. If you're not, let's say that I'm working the four wheelers, which is very mask butch vibes, but Mm -hmm. I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can believe. And, um, so I wake up in the morning, I would go to breakfast, um, sit at my cool teen staff table. And then I would go to, um, we would have our morning devotional where it was that hour of song and prayer and sharing. And then, um, we would go to what was called midday, which was in the chapel. And that was with the campers and all the lights were turned off and they were playing beautiful music and crosses were backlit. And, um, it was like more meditation. It was basically prayer and meditation. And then you go to lunch and then the afternoon you go to, I would go and do four wheelers the entire afternoon. And then I would come home for dinner and then Honestly, I don't remember what happened in the evening. <laughs> Naked night. <laughs> Probably more devotions. Yeah, or it might have just been recreational time for us, and we would, like, hang out, talk. Um, and I think we might have had an evening devotional. With, I'm sure you with did. just the teen staff. And so, it was, I mean, it was great. I, I don't think that I ever really realized that you were so involved and that that was such, like, an integral part of your spiritual journey, like, that camp in particular, because... Mm-hmm. Even though I never participated in that summer camp, I was very heavily involved with like a subsidiary organization that was connected to them. So we probably know some of the same worship leaders from those times. That yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, if, we probably do. If we should like say names or whatnot, but like probably um, not. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, but <laughs> so I mean, far I've been omitting names. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, let me, let me write down this minutes and seconds so that we can cut this out. And um, also, um, can we talk about how, how hot that um, guy's son was? Uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say the name. <laughs> but yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> 
He yeah. was dreamy. Um, if it's the guy that I think you're talking about, yeah. This is funny, but it was his mission in life yeah. to end Naked Night. Yes. To the point that one time it was not Naked Night, and he came and like barged into the cabin and was like stop what you're doing and thought he had like caught us red-handed and we were all like what What? are you talking about (laughs) but i mean he wasn't wrong it could have been that night right um and honestly it's in in hindsight he was probably right i mean i mean or not i don't know but I thought he was some type of villain, is my point. And I think he was just a concerned adult. <laughs> no, he wasn't, an, he wasn't an adult who I'm talking no, about. No, I'm talking about the, the dad. The dad. Ah, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about the dad. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So, because we went to high school with his son, right? Same guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. So, um, he was younger than us, but like a year or something. But that, what if we're not talking about the same guy? Oh, I think we are, though. Here, let me yeah. text. Let me te- I don't know. I don't know. This is stupid. Um, anyway, the point is, is that, <laughs> is that we had mixed experiences. Yeah. With both our faith and our, like, our sexuality. And that mm-hmm. they are both very intense and mm-hmm. at odds within each other. And, like, and trying to not let the right hand know what the left hand was doing. For mm-hmm. for over a decade, mm-hmm. fucked up. The cognitive dissonance was yeah. intense. Yeah, and and mine like like a lightning bolt started at that camp. Um, of that, I have two sides, and I have this secret, and yeah. But I was like I said, I do look at that, and I was like, I think I had a net positive from that camp because of my spiritual life that was developed. What about you? Like, where did you, you went to summer camp, right? Yes. I, I was never on teen staff. Um, okay. The churches that I went to, I went to two mega churches. Um, when I, you know, growing up in Kansas city, um, one of them was a little bit more hoity toity and the other one was a little bit more rough and tumble, but they were both like, you know, several thousands of people in the congregation. Mm-hmm. And I think, from 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 a bird's eye view right now that that like like they um the the summer camp was like the main recruiting season for church hmm. because if you can get the if you can get the troubled teen to come in get saved get his act together get good grades the parents will come bring the other kids and then you have a new tithing family and that's so smart <laughs> We love capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and if the teen can like, you know, uh, uh, you've seen like a Saul to Paul conversion in your, in your student, then obviously this church is effective in the ministry of the Lord. A Saul to Paul conversion. Care to elaborate? Um, so in the Bible, there's... In a, three sentences. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, so there's a guy in the Bible who came a little bit after Jesus, hated the work of Jesus, and then decided that it was going to be his life's mission to destroy all Christians. And um, he had an encounter with the with the post-ascended Jesus, where Jesus said, "Paul, Paul, why are you why are you killing my people?" And uh, went blind, and then became unblind and then started teaching about Jesus and a, a large majority of the New Testament is written by Paul. Changed his name. 
and he changed his name. Stage name. <laughs> From Soul Lipathon, <laughs> which is basically like Madonna. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul so, was a diva. Yeah, right. But, you know, I don't I don't like him. I don't know how you feel about Paul, but he's not. He's no. Not, he's on my shit list. Used to love him. Don't yeah. like him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so these, you know, these teenagers, and this is something, oh my God, Justin, like we literally, we literally used to talk about this, like about our peers and people that were very staunch agnostics or staunch atheists. And we were like, but if we keep praying for them and if we, and if we forego eating food, yeah, that, that maybe God will hear our, beg our, you know, hear our begging and, 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 you know, save them and save them. You know, we were so concerned about people going to hell. Especially if they were hot. <laughs> yeah, we needed them for eternity. <laughs> but it's interesting because right now my mom is, the pandemic has done something to her. I know this is a tangent, but the, the, the pandemic has, oh my gosh. I found it. But Calvin continue. just showed me, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, a relic from our past. Um the pandemic has shaken my mom up, okay? She's been studying the book of Revelation. She believes we are in the end time. She's listening to all of these teachers who are connecting the dots from the book of Revelation to what's happening with the pandemic and with the vaccine and with this and that and that. And so that's one thing that's happening with her. But the effect in my life is that she is now like, thinks she only has 10 years. This is how I'm perceiving it. Mm. 10 years to get me saved. Before it's too late and her son is going to help forever. And she literally texted me, what if you're wrong? I want to be with you in eternity. This was like a week ago. And no, so, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. I'm so it's, sorry. She's, I literally finally today, this has been ongoing. And finally today I said, I have asked you or I have made it known that I am not interested. Please do not send me anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good job for protecting your boundaries. Thank you. Um I also told her, I point blank, and I've never spoke to my mom like this, but I'm just getting, I'm like grown at this point. And, and you're I, at your wit's end. I mean, that's I'm like. At my wit's end? That's offensive. Yes, I said, I go, mom, I'm going to be real with you. I understand where you're coming from. You don't want your son to go to hell, but I don't, I'm concerned that you believe in hell. And even if there was a hell, I wouldn't go and I believe God loves me just as I am. That's what I said to her. But all this to say, I am able to empathize with my mom because like you just said, I was her yeah. in high school. Yeah. Praying. I was not eating yeah. because I didn't want my peers to go to hell. Yeah. And I was right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. We were Christian kids. So, and oh my God, look at what I found. Tell me. In this relic. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, no way. It is our prayer list. Can you please describe this in so many words? It's a list of names of people that we thought were going to hell. I don't think we thought they were all going to hell. Well, we either thought that they were going to hell or that they were misled in some way. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're uh, not on the path toward God. It's like a spiritual hit list. It's exactly like that. <laughs> but we were encouraged to make these lists by our pastors. Mm-hmm. So that's like a pyramid scheme. 
<laughs> Make a list of people and then share your product with them. Right. I'm not sure that that was the pastor's motives, but still. Still, still, still. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to go back to summer camp. So we went yes. to, like, like the first church that I grew, grew up, like, really investing in. I went to, we had, like, this really bougie summer camp that went down to Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh-huh. And, and so I spent most of the year um, volunteering to, to, to save up enough, I don't know, points or something to, to go to summer camp for free. Because I, just, I, I assumed that my mother couldn't afford it. And, so, and, or, and here's the funny thing, though, is that, like, maybe my mom could have afforded it. But, like, the people who I went to church with just assumed that, that she couldn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I worked my tail off. Like, every week after church, I would be the guy folding the brochures for 5,000 people. <laughs> wow. And I got really good at folding paper. Like, yeah. really, really good at folding paper. And you've seen my work, right? I have. You're very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> because I spent hours doing it for years in order to go to Florida for summer camp. But then they also like had, you know, a whole whole bunch of um and the pastor of that church was also like, you know, saved. His his Saul to Paul conversion story happened in high school as well. And so so that was a big thing that he funded and that he got people to, to you know, raise money to fund so that anybody who wanted to go to school to to uh, sorry, not school, to church camp, um had had the means to do so um that was not extended to to me to me um but yeah. anyway um yeah so so specifically like a lot of like troubled kids non-church kids bad kids from kansas would be happy to get on on a bus with a bunch of other teenagers who are raging hormones to go across the country away from their families um and like I mean, like every year, like they would have testimonies on like the third night, right? So, like the first night was like the big emotional. Um, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, um, now is the time to do it. The like, altar call. The altar call. That altar yeah. call. Like so, for first time, yeah, like, believers, right? And then, and then the same night, probably there was the, and and listen, like lots of tears all over this room, right? Like it's super emotional. Heaven is waiting for you. You're, you're, you know, like, will you be with us in eternity? The music and is pulsing. The music is pulsing. The kick drum is amazing. The the bass is like <laughs> thumping. The, there's <laughs> lights. Like we didn't have like fancy lights there at that church during the, during the year, but we had fancy lights at summer camp. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, you know, and I, in my mind, I'm imagining lasers and fog machines, but that's probably other conferences that I've been to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, this like, like they really go all out to make summer camp, you know, services really beautiful and intense. And so they have the first altar call for first time believers. Then, then that same night, the second altar call for people who want to re- reignite their faith. And I remember like, you know, you know, the, by the time that like, April comes around like I'm just like exhausted in my faith and I'm trying to be like you know can I hold on do I still even like do I still even know who God is and like man boys look really delicious right now and then and I just got to make it to the next camp right Mm. so camp comes around in June and um and you and and you're like you know just like waiting for for that like next spiritual high yeah 
and so then you get to renew your faith on on, on the second you know the second altar call of the first night the second night was is for people who are responding to a call to the ministry and it's those people that get to hang out with the pastor like throughout the year they like make a special group for those kids that and would not have been me <laughs> <laughs> i responded every year um, yeah. or or i was the one on stage you know making like making the music for it mm-hmm. and um and so and i felt you know you were you're kind of um again I, w- I was talking to an, another person recently about how if you didn't respond to that second altar call or to the full-time ministry altar call then you were like on jv like you just never got like picked or like you were you weren't mm-hmm. on, on the the favorites list you weren't an all-star right you weren't on varsity yeah and um and then we had like a talent show and then there was like but there was a lot of like but what about Naked Night, Calvin? We never had a Naked Night. And you know what? I would have been far, far from that. <laughs> what about, like... Um, I was so prude, Justin. It's just so funny that you got to have all these, like, experiences. And I had my first kiss at 23 years old. Yeah. I mean, I had that one experience with a guy. And then I had no other experiences with guys until I was also 23 years old. Interesting. Correct. So, wow. but I did, you know, I had the girls thing. You had other, you had other experiences with guys. I know that's for sure. Um, they might not have been oh, as impactful, true. but you did have that's other true. experiences. Yes, okay, and a couple others. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I'm they not, were minimal. Yes, and <laughs> I'm not slut shaming. I'm just saying that <laughs> the stories are different. I had forgotten. Okay, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, put me on blast. This is what Calvin is like when he's homeschooling. <laughs> actually, actually, that's not true. <laughs> that's not actually that's not true, Ellen. Have you seen that video? No. I will be sending it to you. Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> so, no. What I want to know about your church camp is: mm. Did you do like what were you doing in Florida? No offense to Flor- Florida, by the way, <laughs> but like. <laughs> But offense, no. But <laughs> what were you doing in the daytime? Like, were you you couldn't like ride RVs or whatever you call them. right? We just, ATVs. We just um. Was it an outdoor church camp, or were you just literally at church? It was. It was on the beach. It was a church was camp on the beach. On the beach, so you would swim in the beach. I mean, I didn't swim. But they, but they, people, people would do. swim in the ocean, and yeah. you play volleyball. Yeah, all that. Yep. Okay, so it was a beach summer camp. I never experienced anything like that. Mine yeah. were all Kansas. <laughs> Kansas in the in the woods, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had we had, um, yeah, and there was like like people who brought money because some people like came with money. Um, which go shop, <laughs> you know, would go shop. I mean, like that was just like I didn't know. They go to, shopping. Yeah, they would like go shopping or like go to like the food, like a fancy food court, and get like some nice smoothies every day. Like that just wasn't my life, you know. Like I didn't get. How did they get there? We the vans. Who? How oh. did the people get to the mall? No, no, no. Like, like it, everything was in walking distance. Like you could oh, walk. Okay. Like okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, on the beach. They go on shopping the on the beach. I yeah. was imagining a mall. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, they'd go shopping on the on the beach, and um, 
and uh, yeah, I just remember like certain people having like fancy shit all the time, and um, and like like I didn't have a job, and mom didn't like you know pack like line my pockets. Like there's just I just was there to eat the the, the food that they served, and that was that. Well, that's more fun. That's, <laughs> you're having the experience. But yeah. here's my question: Did you feel? like you had a spiritual experience or developed spiritually. You know, there is one year in particular that sticks out in my mind from the Florida situation. I think I went there twice. Um, and the second time was like the beginning of the fall of that church. Mm. And, um, and I did have a very spiritual experience, but it was not the one that I was expecting. Um, there was a situation where they had a talent show a friend of mine was um, very passionate about this like kind of edgy punk rock poetry and decided to, to recite a song, sorry, a poem um, of this edgy Christian poet. Um, but the, but the, like, he was approved to do this. The, the, but then like, cause everyone had to audition, but then like while he was saying you know that's kind of like um it's sort of like absurdist where he's talking about i mean not for us but like there's a line like i don't want homie's lips on my whistle and he it's a little homophobic i've never hated anything more than what i just heard <laughs> hate that hate everything about that i hate the words chosen and i hate the sentiment but he but the, anyway, the poem would have been very well accepted had it been accepted. But there were some of the seniors, the, the, the student leaders who were um, in the front, and they literally booed my friend off the stage, who I knew from Bible study. Um, and That's a very Christ-like thing to do, boo someone off the stage. They literally booed him off the stage. So that happened. He was in my same grade, so we were in small groups together, and like, like the whole, the whole, like, a whole camp situation was so, was so sad, and um, like, like somber from that point forward. And then mm. the, the next morning, during morning worship or whatever, the the senior pastor of the church, who is, mind you, like you know, in his fifties or something. And he's like, got like short shorts on and Sperry's and like a light colored, um, like polo and his skin, his skin is he like, he can be in my series. I'm going to write. <laughs> yes. His skin is like super tan and he's like on vacation. Right. So yeah. he comes down there and he's like, y'all have, you know, made me come and talk right now. And, um, <laughs> and, <laughs> He's three margaritas in. <laughs> I like your character better. Um, yeah. And and he says, and he and mind you, he wasn't in the room, right? right? He did not watch this happen the night prior. But he comes in the room and he's like, I have been notified of something that happened last night. And I want to say on behalf of, of this church and the, and the church staff that we do not support the things that were shared from this stage. And we apologize to you and your parents and some of your of your leaders have children who were in the room. And, and I am sincerely apologetic that they heard the things that were said on this stage. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is like a, a dove. And when, when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, like a dove that, that he, um, is easily scared off and flew away. So now I want all of you 
pubescent, like bad kids who have been sent here to get to get fixed, to get on your knees and pray that the Holy Spirit would come back. Jesus Christ, that is cult leadership and emotional manipulation. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was sitting next to somebody, you know, a, a, a close friend and or a couple close friends. And we sat down and, and got on our knees and started praying against it. I mean, I didn't know what else to do. But that I just felt such like a, like a, like a betrayal to this God that I knew and this God that I had felt. Um, and that okay, sorry. Yeah, go. By the way, I don't think you said it. Can we just say what he said? What? Did you say what? Did you say what he said? The poet. Yeah. Yeah. You said the, the. Oh, part. No, go for it. I don't remember it. I want you to say it so we can know how it's not that bad. Oh, okay. Well, let me find it. Hold on. Okay, so the poem starts off like this. And by the way, this person who who is somebody that you, that you know as well, yes. um, like literally fashioned his entire existence around this poet, right? <laughs> so like, like. He's our friend. Tragic. He's like, like, you know, he's 16 years old. He's like praying and like reading the book of Isaiah after this all happened. Like that's his like knee jerk reaction. Like I've been embarrassed. I, I caused the Holy Spirit to leave this camp. I thought I was going to be in ministry for the rest of my life, which he did go to ministry school after the fact anyway. Correct. And he's like, like fasting at summer camp, sitting inside, reading the book of Isaiah as penance, like self self-directed and he's a child he's a child so okay so at the talent show he reads this poem the booby poem by bradley hathaway i'm 22 years old and i've never touched a girl's boobies on purpose before just once on accident about a year ago at a rock show it was dark and i couldn't really see which way to go walking with my hands out in front and my elbows slightly bent i don't normally walk like this but it must have been destiny this night, I guess. And before I knew it, my palms were pressed on her chest. Two handfuls of soft, fresh, fresh breast. But oh, that was on accident, <laughs> so, I can't, so it doesn't really count. Um, yeah. Okay, that is so not booable. You can't. No, boo they booed him. They literally booed him off stage twice because, like, one of the one of the other like adult leaders. Like who who had would been the only person who was in the room to like watch this thing happen. Remember, the pastors were not there. The pastors yeah. were not there because this was the talent show night, and it was their night off. And they don't give a fuck and about the kids' talent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so they weren't there in the room. So the person who's like in the kind of like you know like an assistant pastor situation who's supposed to be in charge of this thing. Um, Gave him a second chance to finish the poem because the poem, although it doesn't align to our beliefs now, would have aligned to the audience, and it was intentionally provocative for the sake of, of get, you know, piquing the interest of, of of the students. Yeah, it's a brilliant. It's brilliant for it was what an it artistic was. device. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, anyway, so this kid like gets booed off stage, um, and um, yeah, I don't think any of anybody who was in that room has ever recovered since. The church didn't didn't recover after that. I mean, that was the beginning of its demise. It's no longer, in, you know, in business. It is not. That no. church doesn't exist anymore. No, it's gone. I didn't know that. It was gone in like 2017, 2018. No, tw- sorry, 2007. And it was a mega church. 2007, 2008. Not. Sorry, it was done before we before we graduated high school. 
A poem about boobies brought it down. Brought it down. That is how. That was a fragile foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended that week as, of summer camp. Um, how do I say this? I'm just gonna say it this way. I ended up that week like falling asleep early on the last night because I had been staying up really late in order to not get drawn on, and um, and I decided to meet my friend out on the beach. Um, on the last morning to like have like a morning time of worship so mm-hmm. I, and I brought my guitar and so this is what I would have been doing during the daytime just like sneaking around playing guitar to Jesus mm-hmm. and um, and so this, <laughs> this final morning it's like 6am and I, my, my phone alarm wakes me up and, um, and I walk out I just like get up and I walk to the beach it's like like the you know our cabins are like on the beach so it's like just mm-hmm. done like it's just right there and and I and I don't check the mirror and I don't do anything and I, and and I see my friend and she's like, oh honey, and she like comes over to me and like washes my face and like I have a Jolly Rancher stuck on my on my shirt that's like has a trail from where it rolls. It's like a teenage hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Jolly Rancher like stuck like there's like a streak of red across my white shirt for from where it's traveled in the night and then it's still. The Jolly Rancher is still stuck on my on my clothes. <laughs> and then, and then they had drawn on my face a unibrow, a unibrow, and 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 a, and like a penis like t- touching the corner of my mouth. Oh no, that was probably really triggering. I didn't know. She didn't tell me what it was. Well, how did you find out? I asked her later, years later. Years later. Yeah. Okay. But, but you she, suspected. It still felt homophobic, I'm sure, didn't it? I mean, it felt rude because I had been very nice to my cabin mates. And I was it's like, not about nice. No. <laughs> no. Nice is not the currency. The- but they had done it with permanent marker. Luckily, my skin was so oily that it did not withstand, <laughs> withstand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> there and you so go. She, and she scrubbed me off with, 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 you know, sand and salty water. That is some summer camp shit right there. You got a penis drawn on your face. You take the cake. Summer camp rules. I mean, that's so cliche. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, interesting. One thing you said that stuck out to me was that idea of um, – how summer camp was like a spiritual recharge mm. that you were waiting all year for. And that was a real experience. Like it really did. Like it did something that would like charge me up and shoot me back into school. And I, and I would be glowing for like a month or so. And then the glow would wear off and you'd have to like white knuckle it as right. they say. Um, but that's an interesting phenomenon. Um, and then there were like you know the fall retreats and spring retreats yes, too. Yes, I was winter just thinking that lock-ins yeah. and shit to keep us indoctrinated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then and then you know, but the thing is, like, so I I guess I, I mean, I guess I knew this, but I, but you know, in, in the past few years, we've had kind of such a different kind of relationship, you and I. Um, not centered around the teachings of Christ, but around our own, like, you know, situations and stuff. And, and um, but thinking about your, um, I, I guess I've just recently assumed that your religious experience was mostly bound in the context of your family and that mm. it wasn't um, as much like a voluntary, like, 
your own thing that happens elsewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. No, it was very much like an independent journey. And I didn't feel any personalization of the religion until I went to summer camp. Yeah. And then it started to sink in and it became my own thing. And meanwhile, my siblings who were raised in the same home didn't have any of the same spiritual life. They were just chilling in high school. Yeah. No yeah. offense if they're listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I, I saw a, a kindred radical radicalness, the radical nature in you, which is mm. why I think we became so fr- so close so quickly. Yeah. It, it wasn't, a, I mean, because we, obviously we didn't, we weren't out to each other until we were 23. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we had, what, six years of just like, of like Jesus almost all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And six years is a long time yeah. to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always felt like, you know, that, that because, because I've, I've made the incorrect assumption about you that people have made about me is that like they hear that I went to church and that I did music in church and they assume that I went to a black church and that I did gospel music and that, and that my parents are the ones who instilled religion into me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I went to the hippie, hippie ass folk church mm-hmm. and, <laughs> right. and I, and I like, um, hitchhiked my way there. <laughs> like, right. I had my friends take me every week, and then would not sit with my mom whenever she would be there. And yeah. I would see her in passing, and I and I keep walking. Um, we found our own way. In, yeah. In faith or religion or whatever. And even though it. like Christianity was culturally around in the house, yeah, they were not the ones who who forced this upon me, and I'm and I'm assuming you as well. Right. Well, I mean, it was like, I had to be Christian, but I didn't have to like love it as much as I did or like mm-hmm. be as passionate about it. I could have slid by for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, it became a thing where like I was the Christian in the family. Like yeah. my parents like admired me because yeah. they knew that I was more active in my faith than they were. Yeah. Um, so God, imagine now me having to tell my mom i don't believe in the bible i i told her i think hell is a fairy tale like that's some whiplash for them <laughs> yeah they better they better deal with it <laughs> yeah. and again i think you know there's a lot of like our parents not necessarily being as forthright with us growing up and mm-hmm. honest about difficult things mm-hmm. coding things and kind of like you know just making things sweeter than they actually are yeah. And and now we 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 don't have the ability to give them that back. Mhm. Which I feel like is is interesting cuz our parents are quite different, you know. Um mm-hmm. but like my mom, like I I my mom one of my other brothers has has a has a new fresh relationship in his life and he's been seeing this woman, this girl, and she's so sweet and I and I really like her. I've hung out with her once, but I just re- get really good good vibes off of her. And my mom was talking about this girl and how she liked her and, and that, how, you know, they're in a budding relationship. And they met like two months ago or something. And, and I was like, oh, hey, by the way, like, I've been in a relationship now for six months with this person who I also really like. And if I think that I'm in a budding relationship with and I can't wait till you meet them, meet him. And, um, and here's a picture of us being cute together. And it was like an outdoor picture in the dark next to a fire. And it was, it was sweet. It was like totally innocent. Um, and, and it's like, you know, a year ago, six months ago, three months ago, I don't know that I would have had the courage to do that. 
but that's like, amazing. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, but that's but fun. you shouldn't have to be. It's more my point. I know. I know. No, I know. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like like if you're going to congratulate this situation and this scenario that it's very similar, if not more. I don't know. Not 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 trying to compare in that way, but it's like this is what feels very natural and good to me in my life. And if you're so prone to celebrate this in my brothers, then you should be in the same way able to, to celebrate this in mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not exactly sure if that is the complete response that I received from that situation. But she did ask about him a couple of times, so that's good. That's progress. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's beautiful. Well. Listen, how about, I don't know if we do this every time, but should we end with a praise report in the tradition of our religious background? Sure, it's praise report time. <laughs> a praise report, which is when you say something that you're happy about. Right. I'll go first. Okay, My go. praise report is that I moved, obviously, and I can see the freaking H&M building from my window. That means I've arrived, bitches. (laughs) I'm like, I can't believe that that's like a landmark that's bringing me joy right now. But it's fun. And I'm just, I'm having fun. So that's my, that's my praise report. How about you? Um, I finished the first draft of my book. I'm, I'm, I'm coming with news to say that it's still really bad. However, the first draft is a draft. So yes. um, progress <gasps> progress is happening. Oh, I have to make another praise report. Oh, tell me. Um, but finish yours. No, that was it. Okay, well, that's amazing. You really finished the first draft? The first draft, yeah. Did you do what I told you to do, sort of? Remember when I was like... No, no, no. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still, I'm oh, still just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, well, I, what I'm uh, saying is that I wrote enough to read to, to to meet the page minimum, like the page requirements. Uh huh. Now I have to go back through and see what like is good worth reading. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. My um. My other one is that I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <gasps> you do? Wait, it's a did fish? you? You didn't even know that? I didn't know it was a fish. <laughs> yes, girl. We're saying the word boyfriend oh my god yeah we literally are doing it and you know it's um really fun and yeah. we like each other and oh that's good it's great it is yeah. um he's so really it's cute. new he's really cute oh he really is so yeah. cute <laughs> i posted a picture of us on my close friends i told him i'm telling people that i have a boyfriend but i'm not ready to show pictures wait are you on my close friends mm-hmm I just made it two nights ago, and I got tired of scrolling. So if you weren't at the top, then... I should have been at the top. <laughs> but Instagram shows who's at the top. Anyway, I'm, always on, I'm always on top. I'm not ready to post the... Oh, God. <laughs> I told him we can't, I can't post a picture until, like, month four to six. Because you don't want to do it too soon. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I haven't posted a picture yet, but I've shared some pictures. There you go. Like with with like in text form, yeah. Like look how cute we are. We're both booed up. Yeah, we're both booed up. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> I've never like like Thanksgiving is the first holiday that I've ever had a significant other for. Mm. Christmas is, is great. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Christmas holiday. But every week, every time I see him, feels like a holiday. 
Anyway. Okay. On that note, <laughs> we're done. We're done. I love you, Calvin. I love you too, Justy. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. One, two, three, four. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian.